This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the Greens. As expected, farmer selling has quickly dissipated with the arrival of March, and selling forced by cash flow needs eases. The national average basis for corn actually improved by two cents, and soybean basis held steady. In wheat, basis slipped a penny for a hard red winter, but rose two and five cents respectively in other categories. Weekly export sales weren't bad for corn. At 1.08 million tons, they were in the upper half of the expected range, and year-to-date sales are up 30.4% compared to USDA's forecast for only 26.4. Wheat sales were toward the lower end of expectations, but still up 6%. Beans are a sorry case, however. At just under 160,000 metric ton, they were three times the horrendously low figure of the prior week, but still near the low end of the range of estimates. Year-to-date sales are still down nearly 20% versus USDA's forecast for a 13.7% decline. It explains that while corn held lows during the week, soybeans did not, scoring a new one. Bungie stopping March deliveries provided the support for soybeans. The nation's drought footprint has stopped shrinking in the most recent weekly update of the drought monitor. The combination of warmer and drier than normal weather actually worsened drought conditions in Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota. Most of northeast Iowa remains in extreme drought, where the bulk of the footprint is abnormally dry. NOAA says that 30% of corn country remains in some degree of drought status, 28% of soybeans, 14% of winter wheat, and 29% of spring wheat country. There are severe wildfires in northern Texas that have already swept a half a million acres of some prime wheat country, but it hasn't affected wheat prices because permanent damage is likely to be minimal, and conditions keep improving for winter wheat in general. Large supplies and cheap prices for Russian and Ukrainian wheat continue to grab market share. The February survey results of the rural bankers by Creighton University showed weakness in the economic health of small rural communities. The ten states are all west of the Mississippi, so they comprise the western Corn Belt and northern and central Plain states. The key highlights include, for a six straight month, the overall rural main index sank below growth neutral, about 75% of bank CEOs named low farm commodity prices as the biggest risk to their farm clientele in 2024. More than 40% said low commodity prices thus pose the biggest risk for their banks as well. About 44% said the financial position of their local farmers had weakened over the last six months. Farmland prices continued to rise, however, for the 51st straight month. Farmers are slowing purchases of machinery with farm equipment sales down for the eighth time in the past nine months. A South Dakota carbon pipeline roadblock was dislodged. Hopes of finding a compromise between ardent opponents and advocates of a carbon sequestration pipeline took a huge step forward. House lawmakers in South Dakota spent nearly two hours following arguments in front of a capacity audience in the gallery before voting 40-30 to 30 in favor of Senate Bill 201, which will now go to conference. The goal is establishing state regulations for pipeline projects like the one Summit Carbon Solution wants to build across multiple upper Midwest states that individual counties couldn't block so long as state requirements were met. The best summation of the reasoning that won the debate for the passage was, there is a myth being pushed that we can only be fair to the pipeline projects or farmers. 
The House Majority Leader correctly noted that this is a false dichotomy and it's a lie. Hopefully the bill will get even better in conference committee and become a model for other states where the pipeline network has run into roadblocks at the county level. Iowa Senator Joni Ernest pushed Vilsack to help summer E-15 sales. Everyone in our world welcomes the long-overdue EPA ruling to allow year-round E-15, but then pushing it off to 2015 was very discouraging for an industry desperate to jumpstart domestic demand. What we need is another special waiver to allow E-15 sales through this summer. Ernst came out and said point-blank to Ag Secretary Vilsack, it appears you are confident that EPA will announce another emergency waiver. Is that correct? Vilsack replied, that's correct. The Biden administration has promised to realize its final rules on what qualifies for ethanol-beating standards for sustainable aviation fuel no later than today. American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings sent a letter to members of the SAF Interagency Working Group urging them to reconsider their recent moves and making it more difficult for ethanol to qualify. That included a detailed scientific study showing how they overstate emissions for land use change, understate corn yields, and fail to give proper credit for climate smart practices already in place. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.